Hey, welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. It is a Monday morning. We're sitting here in the stream room. I'm Brandon. And I'm Craig. It's good to be here. Good to see you. Thank you. It's good to be here. <laughs> just before we started this, you just told me to don't open my pie hole. So don't open your, should it just be just you today or am I, am I done? Welcome to Grounded with Brandon. <laughs> right. Craig is ousted. I'm out. I'm not allowed to talk. Yeah, Your hair looks nice. Thank you. So does yours. I don't know who your barber is, but I'm telling you straight up, that guy knows what he's doing. He does. He absolutely knows what he's doing. I can get you his number if you want. Okay. I got his number. You got his number? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people do. They probably do. Yeah. Craig has been doing my hair since, uh, oh goodness, it's been over a year now. Yeah. I mean, since, um, well, you know, when they locked everything down in Mm -hmm. March of last year, uh, what was it about? Mid-April, second week of mm-hmm. April, you... It was about mid-shaggy. I know that. I know. I The first time I cut your hair, I cut Clint Matlack's hair, and I cut Nate um, Matlack. Nathan Matlack's yeah. hair. That was that was fun. I did go to um, a barbershop over in Delaware once or twice, I think, and just to kind of give you some relief. Did you really? I did. I don't, I don't remember, remember that. that. And um, it was like, well, these guys don't do my hair the way I like it. And so it was like... I. I came back to what was true. What was true. And, you know, you pay, what, 30 bucks to get your hair cut. Right. But you come to me and it's free. Yeah. I, it's, you're due a Tim Hortons gift card. Well, here's the thing. I cut your hair and I even bring you Timbits. How about oh, that? Man, I downed those. Today, Craig brought me a 10-pack. I think it was like 11, actually. I oh, they threw extra. Oh, don't you was, like it when they throw in the bonus The bonus Timbits because I really need it. But they were all blueberries. There's something heavenly about those things. They smelled good. I could, as oh, I man. as they handed it to me and I put them on the seat next to me, I was like, I can actually smell the calories coming out right? of there. You I gained one... four pounds by. You still on the caveman diet? I am. How's that going? Um, it's going really good, actually. Um, feeling pretty good. Um, I, um, you know, I don't know if anybody have noticed or not, but I think I'm probably down about 12 pounds, 13 mm-hmm. pounds or something like that. I feel it in my clothes, good. which is good. But, um, I think it would have been a lot more if I had actually been, you know, going to the gym and all that. But uh, right. so I'm going to probably re up at the gym here in the next uh, week or so and, um, do that. But, um, actually I'm, I'm enjoying the food, man. It's, uh, it's very clean. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, when you eat healthy, it's expensive and it's time consuming. Right, you, right. you know how that is. Yep. So, but um, no, I'm 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 sticking with it. Good, I'm liking it. Uh, I have fudged maybe two times uh, when we were on our anniversary. Mm-hmm. I fudged a little bit. We split a, a cheesecake, mm-hmm. which oh my goodness, cheesecake can't go wrong there. No, and then um, I also um, fudged one other time, and I and I can't remember when it was and. So we have our grandson with us, uh, Clayton. Nice. It's uh, my daughter's uh, little boy, and um, he's, he's what? seven, Six, seven, seven years old. And um, you know what I? We know what I love about kids that age, and you know this because you've got them. You, that's your wheelhouse right now. Right. I love it because they're not bad. They're mm-hmm. not bad. Mm-hmm. They're just constant. Oh man! It never stops. Yeah. From the minute their heat, feet hit the floor in the morning to the minute that those feet get under the covers at night, and you love them to death. But when he slid his feet underneath the covers last night, done. you were just like, "Thank you, Lord." Right. Thank you, Lord. I love him so much. He needs his rest, and so does Papa. Exactly. So, <laughs> but they're constant. I mean, the my mom used to have a saying about my kids. She would say, "They're no trouble, but they're a lot of work." Right. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but no, he's been fun and. His favorite place to eat is Olive Garden. And like, so like my least OG. favorite place to eat on the planet is Olive Garden. Olive Garden. And so um 
We took him there yesterday, and nice. it wasn't bad actually. Yeah. It's just everything swimming in Italian sauce and gravy, and you're just like, mm. we we absolutely love their their sauce, their signature dressing. Mm. We buy it because you can buy it now at the store. Okay, and my kids love it on their salads. Speaking of buying things at the store, not to interrupt you, did you know you can buy Chick Fil A sauce and the Polynesian sauce at Kroger? I did see that. It's at Walmart stuff. too. Is it really? Yep. All yeah. right. That Polynesian sauce is the bomb. <laughs> That literally, I think the angels just throw that down from heaven and they're catching in bottles. Right. I saw a thing I sent it to you the other day. It said, I had a Chick fil A sign and it said, I love Chick fil A so much, I would eat it 24 6. Because they're closed on Sundays. Closed on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, man. That's we, the worst part about Chick fil A. They're closed on Sunday. But can oh, you have imagine? You, have you ever been? Like, have you ever been somewhere and it's like, oh, there's a Chick fil A. Let's. And Wait, it's Sunday. We can't go. It's, it's like, hey, why, why is there no one there? Can you imagine if they were actually open on Sunday? Every Christian on the planet would be there. I mean, they, they could, they'd have to be open like, right? The entire day. They, they would not have a break. Exactly. They got good food though. They've got good food and their system is good because I've never seen a drive-through line move that quick. My pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> exactly. I love it. You're like, thank you. Yes, my pleasure. My pleasure. Hey, have you noticed that other places are doing that now? few places yeah. that I've gone to, and I can't remember exactly where where Anita and I were, but um, we went to like a couple of different restaurants, and I asked for something. They were like, okay, we'll bring that right to you. And I was like, well, thank you. And they were at my pleasure. And I'm like, copycats. It's, is that not copywritten? It might be. My they pleasure. Don't have a copyright on that? Right? <laughs> <laughs> so how's your, uh, how, how's your week been? And um, I know you had some exciting... It's uh, been good. Yeah, we went down. So um, Christian and I had a little guys trip. We went down to Southern Ohio down to the AEP lands down there, um, down near McConnellsville with um, Allie's dad. The and Goose. The Goose. And um, we went down – he went down actually early and kind of got camp set up and everything. And I feel so bad for him because he got down there on Tuesday, and and it rained every day. Like he got some <laughs> fishing in and things like that right there on a lake, and um, we got some fishing in and stuff. But it rained Tuesday, Wednesday – Thursday. We had worship practice Thursday evening. We bumped it up a half an hour so Christian and I could try to get out a little early. We got down there. Christian and I got down there right as it was getting dark. Found Tom. And um, we, you know, got, you know, had sat around the fire for a little bit. Right. Got in bed. Woke up the next morning, Friday morning, and it started raining. Oh, like my. we were getting ready to cook breakfast oh, and it started raining. And it rained for probably about an hour or so, and we finally got breakfast done. About 9 o'clock, we got out and and hit the lake and, and went fishing. We fished for five hours. Christian was a trooper. Uh, Tom did a great job with him, kind of teaching him some stuff. That's we, awesome. We've done some fishing, but not not a lot. And um, so they were in a in Tom's boat, and I was in a kayak that day, and um, we fished for five hours. We were bluegill fishing. Um, caught a lot. I, caught a lot. That's yeah, good. I don't know how many I like we Bluegill. caught. Bluegill's we, good. We kept between the three of us. We kept like twenty six, I think, on Friday, and then um, it we come off the lake and it started raining again, and it rained for like I don't know four hours, oh, and wow. so we you know you talking about how kids are just nonstop. Christian even took a nap. Like we got in the in the little camper and laid down after we got the fish cleaned and everything and and whatnot and. We were all zonked. Oh my. For like two and a half hours. You slept good. It was great. But then whenever I take a nap, I feel just awful. 
So I felt, yeah. I felt awful the rest of the day. Same thing. Not to mention that I was dehydrated. I did not drink the amount of water I needed to. We were oh, out on the lake for five, five hours. You're out I'd, in the sun. In the sun. Yeah. I, I that'll, didn't, that'll wear you down. I didn't drink a drop of water like oh. at all. I had it with me, had a bottle with me, but I just, you know, you're fishing the entire time. It's and like, you're around water. You're thinking, why do I need oh, to drink? Why do it? I right, need it? Right, it's right, right there. Um, so yeah, and Christian and I went out Saturday morning and fished for a couple hours and we, um, ended up catching 14 keepers, 14 pretty good ones. And, um, and so, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Good deal. We were both all three, I think, but definitely Christian and I, we got home and Saturday and we were just done. I would, I had talked to Allie early on about making something on the Blackstone when I got home and about halfway home, I texted her and said, Hey, uh, I'm thinking maybe we'll just order pizza tonight instead. <laughs> so that's what we did. I'll walk by the Blackstone as I'm <laughs> carrying walk, the pizza in. Exactly. Right? Yeah, but it was good. It was it was a good time. It was, good deal. It was good. You know, kind of know how that is to be able to get away and get camping. Oh, yeah. And it surprised me the cicadas weren't bad down there. Like you couldn't hear them at all. Oh, those cicadas, man. You know what you know, amazes me about the cicadas is that, you, you know, we're sitting here in Richwood and I live in Marysville. And there's no cicadas at my house, and there's right. really none here. No. But when we went to Olive Garden off of – what's the name of the road? Sawmill. Sawmill Road, you know, just Dublin, that that area. Um, Sawmill, the Olive Garden, it's like – It's loaded. Cicada heaven. Like I – Anita was freaking out. We were running into the restaurant and we were running to the car. Well, I got to the car first and she hates him so bad. And so when I got to the car, I was trying to lock the door so she couldn't get in. <laughs> she was, she had her key and kept hitting the unlock button so she could get in. It was crazy. So we were battling between the locks. To I wish it. I could have seen that. So Allie and, and Annette and the girls were there on Friday evening, I okay. think. And they, they were at that exact same one and I heard all about it because Jordan was like, a cicada flew into my eyeball and. Oh, they're, they're terrible. Like they're in the, they're like as you walk in the door, like smash cicadas where people have had them on their feet. It's just like, this is appetizing yeah. as I'm going into the olive. Right. Garden. Exactly. Oh my gosh. We've driven through a couple places and it's like, oh, there they are. And you can hear them with the windows yeah. rolled up. Yeah. Yeah, you can. And, and it's bad. We were at, um, Christian went to a birthday party yesterday and I took this video and it was, ridiculous of the cicadas on oh, this one tree noisy. out of this house. Sounds like air leaving a tire, doesn't it? Exactly. It's crazy. It's awful. Yeah, it's awful. But I kind of like it. It was, it was neat. <laughs> I had one crawling all over me. And... Oh, I hate them. Like, I will freak out. Like, spiders, snakes, cicadas, stink bugs. I just, I flip out. Yeah, mine's like snakes, snakes, snakes. And possums. You know, possums pretty good though. <laughs> oh, gee, we won't go we down go. that we road. <laughs> no, you are delusional. <laughs> yeah, I've been told that before. <laughs> right? Just numerous, just times. a time or two. That's <laughs> been more than a time or two, actually. Yeah. But so, no, it was good. It was other than that. It was a good weekend, and um, yesterday was busy, but it was it was good. Yeah, that's uh, it was uh, it was it's been it's been uh, the weather's warmed up. It's been kind of muggy. Mm-hmm. I, somebody I was talking to them yesterday. I said I'm not going to complain about the weather, but I do want to say this: How can we go from just like really winter yep. into summer back right into winter? Because you know that's what's going to happen this week. Do you see the the temperature forecast for this week? Like Wednesday evening, Wednesday night, it's going to get down like 49 to 49 like, or something. Yeah, 50 degrees. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, my phone said 49, and I was like, okay, that's crazy right there. Well, anyway, you know, well, that, welcome that, to Ohio. you know what they say about Ohio. What? Welcome to Ohio. If you don't like the weather, wait fifteen minutes. It, it change. changes. Yeah. yeah, you can experience all four seasons pretty much in a day. Yeah. 
So it's showing, yeah, like today a high of 52, but a low of 50, or a high of 82, a low of 56. I was like, wow, 52, right? that's awesome. Um, tomorrow, high of 77, low of 50. Wednesday, high of 76, low of 50. Thursday, 81, low of 60, 84, 66. And then back in the weekend, 82, low of 56, 79 on Sunday, low of 59. It's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. And thank you. It's fire pit weather. Uh, thank you, Brandon Chenault, for the weather report. Hey, you're welcome. Stay tuned for weather or sports and weather sports coming with right Craig. Out, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I thought yesterday was a good day. It was a really good day. Uh, we had a good crowd and, um, yep. you know, we've, um, still had a, Quite a few people gone, but, yeah, um, yeah. but I mean, we were right around the 300 mark or yeah. so, and that was, that was good and seemed like a good spirit. And good spirit. I felt like people good were worship. singing and yeah, just being able to sing the songs we were singing to God. And, um, I think the message was, was just on point and talking about brokenness and, and brokenness is, it's tough. It, it's tough, but it's, it's reality. It is reality. And, and I loved, you know, and we'll get into it here in a little bit, but just that the reminder that, Brokenness sometimes is a good thing because right. it reminds us of where God has brought us out of. Right. And, and I thought, man, how true is that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I don't like remembering the sin in my life. Oh, but, who does? But I think when I do remember that sin in my life, when I remember the guilt, when I remember the shame, right. then that helps me to, to not repeat that again. Right. Right. Uh, and I, uh, I agree with that one, 100% because, um, you know, I think sometimes what we have a tendency to do is to <clears throat> try to forget, you know, we want to try to forget, you know, what that, right, what we've done. And, um, you know, we don't want to ever talk about it again. We don't want to ever want to go down that road again. Right. And, and so I think that sometimes that, that has, that plays in our psyche. But, uh, you know, um, I think, you know, yesterday at one point I said, you know, um, if we didn't remember, then we wouldn't be reminded of what we have been saved from, how right. I've gotten from this point to that point, or even right. if it's been five or six steps away, I'm still moving toward what God wants me to mm-hmm. go to. And, um, and I, th- and I think that is, is huge because, um, I think yesterday I said something to the, to the point of, you know, that's a gift. Actually, right. your memory of that is mm-hmm. a gift that God can use because what God wants to do is to take that bad thing in your life, turn it around that you might be able to honor him right. by what has happened to you. And, and what I mean by that to, to go into that a little bit more in depth that, you know, I've known people who have cheated on their spouse or people who have stolen or people who've been, have had addictions mm-hmm. and you take something like that and they've gotten their life straightened out before God, God has flipped that on them. Right. And now all of a sudden they're, those folks are ministering to people for what they had just gone through. I mean, who exactly. knows better than what you have gone through? Right. Feelings and emotions and the guilt and the shame and, and all that. Right. And, um, you know, I, I think yesterday, I didn't do it during the first service, but I said it during the second service that I was going to Cincinnati. Um, it was a few weeks ago, a month ago or so. And, and I got to thinking about just a point in time in, a, in Anita and I's uh, relationship where we kind of hit the bottom. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, very rarely drive with two hands on the steering wheel, but I literally, I felt myself clutching the steering wheel. I, I just felt a knot in my stomach right. and I didn't stay there long. I, right. I literally, I did not stay there long. And I seriously, I, I thank God. Thank you, God, for getting us beyond that. Thank right. you for your power, your grace. And you talk about miracles. God, you know, yeah. God can turn anything around. Oh, absolutely. And that's what he's done, yeah. you know? And so that's, that's a good thing, you know? Yeah. And I love that idea of your memories being a gift. 
Yeah. Um, because it is good to remember. It's good to remember when God brings you through something. Right. Um, if for nothing else, just to realize of how powerful God is. Right. And God's promise to us. Right. I love in the Old Testament where, you know, the, the Israelites, when God would bring them through something, what would they do? They would take and build a monument. They would take all of these stones and stack them right. on top of each other. You know, and that wasn't just for them in that moment, but that was so in two generations when this kid was like, hey, dad, what's that for? They'd be like, well, let me tell you about this time exactly. and what God did in this place. Exactly. And that's the same thing that it, that it is with our lives is, you know, let me tell you about what God has done. Let me, let me tell you about how God has brought me through that. Exactly. I, I was, I was this type of person, but mm-hmm. now God has changed my heart. God has made me mm-hmm. new. Do I still struggle with that? Yes, mm-hmm. there are times, but I'm reminded of that and reminded that I don't want to go back to that. Yeah, you don't want to go back. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And I think that's a good point just to be honest about throughout your life when you're dealing with people. But, you know, even when you're dealing with your own family and, and your own kids, you right. know, it's like, here's what God has done for me. And you will be able to, you know, use, you know, if if you're able to be honest, yeah. you know, because a lot of times we don't want to be honest. Exactly. We, we don't want to be honest about I, I act I've, like it never happened. Exactly. I was addicted to pornography. Or I was addicted to drugs or I was addicted to this or I had an affair or I did this or I did this. And we don't want to talk about we just right. want to shove that so far down in the hole that mm-hmm. we don't want that to ever come back. But if you can use that and here's. Here's the sketchy part for people is that to say, you know what? Yeah, I was an alcoholic. Yeah. I was addicted to this. I was addicted to something else. I, you know what? I, I hated it, but I strayed on my, on my spouse. And you, you use that to say, you know, you don't want to go down that road. Right. It doesn't make it right. No, it does not make it right at all. But yeah, but you can, um, cause you know, if, if when you're sharing that, if you can do that, you can share the pain of mm-hmm. that. And there's shame with that, right. but um, you know it's like you're forgiven by God, but you he's he's going to use that. Right. He's going to use that because if you're, glo- it's always pointing back to God to glorify Him. Right. So God, the worst mistake of my life can be can bring you glory, and you can use that. Right. So, um, but yeah, you can't. Um, I, I think a lot of times Christians um, throughout my lifetime have tried to pretty much sweep it under the rug. <laughs> They've tried to distance themselves as far as they possibly could from their sin or right. their 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 bad moments. Um because, you know, I'm a Christian and I need to put up this, you know, facade. And, right. Um, right. You know what? I'm too old to do that anymore. Yeah. You know, I know basically I'm a mess up. I'm yeah. pretty I'm a pretty messy person. I mess up quite a bit and by the grace of God I am I am who I do what I do. You right. know what I mean? Right. So you know, and that's, you know, on the flip side of that too is there are times and, you know, I, I've done this in my life and I see it a lot where we just try to act like maybe we're living in a sin mm-hmm. and we just try to act like it's okay. It's right. just a little thing. Right. Maybe it's, it's just something that we can hide. No one else knows. It's right. just, right. you know, and I loved the quote that you used off the top from Robbie C. Um, great theologian. And worship leader. Um, he yeah, said, <laughs> he, came, he became a theologian with this quote. Exactly. We can't ignore what God is telling us to do. It's like if the check engine light comes on in our car, what do you do? Break the light? No, you go and you, you get a, a diagnostic and you plug it into your car and you figure out why What's the check engine on? light's on, what you need to fix. Right. And so when God is telling us, you know, that we need to move from this, mm-hmm activity or from this whatever it is that is wrapping us up you know we have to yeah. 
acknowledge that and and move past that. Well, it comes, you know, the good 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 thing that you brought that up because it's like you have to be honest with yourself, right? And um, a lot of times that's where um, that's where we get into trouble because yeah. we're not even honest with ourselves. We're not honest to the fact that we we you know we hold on to that. But we don't even want to admit that we hold on to that. <laughs> right, right. We want to act like it's not even going on. Right. And so we, we, you know, we try to do, hey, I'm going to be, this is, I'm holding on to this thing, but I'm a 95 percent. Right. My life is good. Yeah. Well, I do you're 90, this, I serve in this ministry, and I exactly. You know, and you're like, okay, but God wants it all. Right. It's not saying you're not going to struggle. You're right. not going to sin. Absolutely. But God wants it all. And so, and when you're going to, have to be honest mm-hmm. about that, and that's really difficult. I think. Yeah. Cause I what mean. happens if you ignore the, the check engine light and you turn it on, you turn your car on every time and the check engine light comes on every time and you keep just ignoring it? Well, that's going, it's going to compound. Right. Something else is going to go wrong exactly. in your car because of that. And then uh, exactly. something else is going to go, and eventually your car is just going to stop running. Exactly. It's not going to work at all. Oh, yeah. And, and the same is true with our life. Oh, 100%. And you know, the, we use the story. I didn't really read it. Um, but yeah. I read just the, the Psalm 51 passage, uh, portion of that when, you know, David's, you know, basically his broken prayer. And that's an awesome passage yeah. of scripture for that. But we use the story of ba- David and Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's almost to me kind of like what we're talking about now. David was holding on to that. Right. It's like he wasn't even thinking that. This was wrong. Right. And, um, and the story again. He took care of everything that he needed to to make it right. Exactly. He, you talk about manipulating the situation. Oh, exactly. And, And honestly, I look, I read that story and I'm like, David was a cad. He's a, he's a master manipulator. He, um, you read that story of David and Bathsheba and what took place there. It's like, you don't even want to know this guy. Exactly. You, you just, you're like, this guy is, um, garbage at this point, you know, because, um, you know, basically the Bible says, you know, kings go off to war in the springtime. He's not he's, going off yep. to war. He's hanging back behind. I don't know why he's hanging behind. The Bible doesn't really tell right. us, does it? No. I mean, I, if I'm, if I think back on that and, um, I wonder, I wonder if he's hanging back because of her. Right. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm speculating at this point. Right. You know, I'm not preaching this. We're just talking about this. Yeah, you know, so, exactly. And, um, and, I don't know what Bathsheba's habits were, but I bet he knew. Yeah. I bet he knew to some degree or about the time. And right. He just happens to be out on his rooftop mm-hmm. and there she is. Right. And, um, that's a really, that's a deviant story, man. Yeah, that's a is. brutal story. And then since her husband, you know, brings her husband back and tells him they need to go, uh, you know, sleep together and he, he wouldn't do it because all his guys are at war. And then finally he sends him to the front line and Uriah dies, which was his yeah. goal. I mean, you talk about, there is what seduction, there's a murder, there's Adultery. manipulator. I mean, there is everything. Yeah. This is like a, this is like one of these blockbuster Hollywood mm-hmm. movies, which is real. Right. And then Nathan comes in to confront David with the story on, um, told him what was it about a little lamb or it was about a, a, a man who had yeah. plenty of lambs and he took this, this guy's one and only lamb right. and used it for his sacrifice. And, yep. and David's like, that's awful. Go get that guy. I'm going to kill him. And, yep. and Nathan's like, well, you are that guy. You're the dude. You're, you're the man. You're the dude. You're the bad guy, David. Yeah. You're the bad guy here. And, and, and in that moment, David was broken. Exactly. It, it took that story and it took David getting so upset at the, 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 the man who took the other guy's, you know, lamb. Right. And then of him saying, well, Nathan saying, well, you are that man. It took that to break him. 
think about <laughs> think about the uh the personality that Nathan must have had <laughs> to stand toe to toe with the king and tell him you're the bad guy here brother yeah i mean that took a lot truthfully if you yeah. think about that well not only the king but i mean david was a warrior a warrior i mean he killed goliath mm-hmm. he went against saul yep i mean this guy's got a reputation yeah. he's he's not messing around and nathan just <laughs> Talk about the power of God flowing. But, but okay, so here's the thing. You just said that as soon as he heard that, and you're the man, David was broken. Mm-hmm. Think about that um, that personality. Yeah. Here's a warrior. Here's this is a mighty man. This is a God, a man after God's own heart. Do you think that shows you, to some degree, how much of a heart of God that he has? As soon as yeah. he hears that. He's convicted. Right. It's not like he fights it. It's not like saying, no, 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 no. This is totally right. different. Tries to weasel. No, he immediately was convicted right. over that. Yes. Yeah. When I was thinking about that, it's like, you know, how much hope is there for us that David is referred to as a man after God's own heart? Right. And here he is a slime ball. I mean, and this was not only his first time either. Exactly. I mean, he's done other things along the way where. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, there's, there's hope for me. Oh yeah, you know, and that's there is hope for you, Brandon. I'm just <laughs> glad you know that. <laughs> One day, <laughs> but no, I uh, you know I think that that's talking about Nathan and his characteristic. You know that goes back to that Robbie C quote: "We can't oh, ignore yeah. what God is telling us to do." And and in that moment, I think Nathan couldn't ignore. He was the only one to get through to David exactly in that moment. And and that was definitely I think the spirit leading him to have that conversation to tell that story. And leading to David's right, you know, brokenness. It's a it, it is a um, story that's been told thousands of times, mm-hmm. and it is a story that never gets old. Right, and it is a story that you can learn. There's so many mm-hmm. pockets and pieces of this story. There is the story, but then there is all these other little pieces of the story that you're like, oh my, this can apply. This right. this part can apply, and you know, just David being broken and Nathan following God and David actually loving God, being able to hear that. There's mm-hmm. all these little pieces of this puzzle that right. makes one huge story. And, and I love that story. And, and then you get to Psalm 51, which is it like almost a year later, right? After that confrontation, think about what David's been carrying with him for, oh, yeah. for a year. I mean, we're talking the weight of, the, of that burden and exactly the, yeah. And I love it because he starts off in Psalm 51, have mercy on me, O God. Because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion, blot off the stain of my sins. And then he's like, wash me clean from my my guilt. Purify me from my sin, for I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. I love that. I love that he is just pouring out his heart against God. He says, against you, and I love this part, and you alone have I sinned. And I think that's one of the things that we don't realize that we think, okay, well, I committed a sin that was something I shouldn't have done. Right. It was a bad thing. Or, you know, you cheated on your spouse. I, you know, I cheated on my wife. Right. Or I cheated on my husband or, or whatever that is. No, if you're a Christian, you've sinned against, against God. And God. actually, all of us have sinned against God, whether you're a Christian or not. Right. Every sin that we commit is a sin against God. Absolutely. And David is confessing this, you know, right up, right up front. And, um, and I love it because you, you get down toward the, the, the end of verse eight. He says, wash me and, and I will be whiter than snow. Give me back my joy again. You have broken me. Now let me rejoice. Mm. Wow. Wow. Right? It's crazy how, um, 
he, he just continually confessed. If you look down in verse nine, very popular, we've seen this before. He's like, you know, created me a clean heart. Oh God. It's like that David is not only pouring out his soul to God and, right. you know, wanting the assurance that I am going to be wiped clean, wipe the slate clean from my life, but create a, in, in me a, a clean heart. But he is also just telling God, I am, this is not who I want to yeah. be. Right. I have failed you miserably. Right. And it's you that I have failed. And, um, and I think if we're all honest, we've all been there at one oh, point yeah. or another. You know, it looks different for each of us, but oh, we've all yeah. been there. It's like, this is, God, this is not who I want to be. This is not who you've created me to be. Right. You know, wash me, clean me, purify me. And I love that right. aspect of it, that oh, purify yeah. me. Exactly. I mean, I read a scripture yesterday that goes a lot right along with it. You probably remember it's Isaiah 1, uh, verse 16 uh, through 18. It says, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, put away the evil of your doings uh, from before my eyes. Cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, rebuke the oppressor, defend the fatherless, plead for the widow. Come now and let's reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are as red as crimson, they shall be as wool. Mm-hmm. I mean, God's God's like, you know, come to me and I can do this. Exactly. You trust in me, I will wipe you clean. Right. I, I'm going to take you to a place where you need to go. You're going to find so much joy and satisfaction in this act alone of what I can do yeah. for you. It's amazing. And so often I think that we try to do that ourselves. We do, but we can't. We we can't do it without without God's help. No, actually, we can't do it without God doing it for us. Exactly, we just can't do it. No, I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing that I can do or say, because um, I think that's where people get caught up in. It's like, oh man, I I, I gossiped this week, or I told a lie, or I stole something, or, or, or I had a lustful thoughts, or, or I did this, and so you try to think by. Some of the things that I do in my life, like I'm going to serve, I'm going to help out in Kids 252, I'm going to help out with Vacation Bible School, I'm going to help out at Connections Cafe, I'm going to help sing, I'm going to preach or whatever. We think by doing these things, we are, we are atoning for that. There's no, there's nothing I can do. It's just coming to God. God wants my heart. He wants my mind. He wants all those things that are inside of me. So that's what I, when I read Psalm 51, that's what David is giving back to God, his heart. God, take this from me. I'm pleading with you. I, I want to feel the joy of you again in my life. Yeah. And that's such powerful imagery too for me. You said the word atoning and that's what took place in the Old Testament prior to Jesus' sacrifice. You know, you had to go before the the priests every year and bring a, a a spotless, perfect lamb, and the priest would sacrifice that for your family to right. to atone for your sin. Well, that didn't forgive. Atonement means to push back right your sin. Right, it just was holding your sin back pretty much. It pushed it back. It didn't forgive it. It wasn't until Jesus right. came, the spotless lamb, perfect, sinless man, yep. who died on the cross was buried in the tomb, defeated death, rose from the grave. Right. It wasn't until that moment that because of his sacrifice that our sins could actually be forgiven. Right. You know, up until that point, it was just they were atoned for. Right. Um, And if we try to do things, if we try to, you know, the whole salvation through works aspect, you know, right. that's essentially what we're trying to do. We're just trying to push back Mm -hmm. those sins because we can't forgive them. No. You know, we can't forgive him on our, our own. It's no. only through the power of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. through God's love and grace, mm-hmm. that he can forgive our sins. 
Does it amaze you sometimes, and even everybody listening uh, today, um, doesn't it amaze you how many times that we struggle with guilt and shame, depression, Mm -hmm. anxieties of all those things in our life because of the things that we have done? And I think that, you know, yesterday I I, I said, um, you know, you should remember but you shouldn't walk around and carry guilt. Right. I think when you walk around and you remember and you're carrying guilt and shame and anxiety about what you've done and you're beating yourself up constantly, I think that's a uh, – <laughs> I think you're on the road for for a breakdown, truthfully. But when you remember what you've done and you give glory to God and be like, God, I am so thankful for what you've done in my life, how you've saved me from this in my life. God, if there's any way right. that you can use this today to – do what you need to have done. Um, I think that's, exactly. a, that's a different attitude. And, um, you know, there's nothing, I mean, other than that with God. Right. For sure. Did you just take a picture of you? Maybe. I look over there as I'm going into this, and he's making a big smiley face into his phone. I was sending the Snapchat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's good. I mean, it's just there's so much good stuff there mm-hmm. in that, and and in those verses that oh, you yeah. read. Um, you know, I was kind of hit by this one, you know, a lot too. The Romans seven twenty two through twenty three. Yeah, I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. <laughs> you know, it's like You're how. Right. How true is that? Oh my goodness! You know, we we. It's not that we don't want to do everything no. God wants us to do. You know, I was listening to, uh, I think I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and it talked about you know, greater is He who is in me than He who is in the world. Right. You know, and I thought about that as I was I was mowing and I was listening to this, and um, it may not even been may have been a song. I was listening to Air One. I like to listen to worship music while I'm mowing. And, uh, um, Air One. Air that, One. Is that a station? Air One, yes, it's a station. They play a lot of the. Not like Air Supply, the old group. No, it's okay, not like Air okay. Supply. Okay. Um, but, you know, it was, I think it was, it was like a bridge. Greater is he, okay. that, you know, who is in me than he who is in the world. And it's like, man, how true is that? You know, Satan is in the world and he's trying to get us off course. Mm-hmm. He, he's trying to make us, as that mm-hmm. verse there in Romans says, mm-hmm. a slave to sin. Mm-hmm. And, and if we let him, we'll just, We'll be crippled by that. Oh. And we will allow it just to be like, well, there's nothing I can do. Right. It's just this is who I am. This is who I am. Well, the, that that's the um, you know that's the power that you know there there is a war that is raging. Um, right. But um, you know you're right about that. That scripture, um, greater is He who is in me than than He who's in the world, is such a truth and yeah. it's such a powerful truth yeah. in our life. And um, and here's here's the thing for me. <laughs> this is the thing for me. Is I don't believe with all my heart that most Christians believe that they have the power mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit living Absolutely. inside of their life. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Christians are on medication. Yeah. We're suffering from so many things. We have marital problems. Mm-hmm. We have job issues. We gossip. We have worries, anxieties, yeah. fears. We're, we're doing all this thing. If we truly, honestly believe, now I'm not saying that you're not going to, you're not going to deal with those things. Right. Cause you are. Every, it, we're all human and we all have our, our issues. But 
long term, and I'm telling you, long term, I know people long term who do nothing but have fear, worries, and anxieties. And right. they're depressed all the time. So where does that kick in? Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Because if you've got the spirit of the living God living in now, now, here's the picture. It is the spirit that was in the tomb of Jesus Christ on Easter Sunday morning. That yeah. is the spirit that is in, within you. So you have to use that. That That is a gift that is given to you that you literally have to employ. You've right. got to use that. And so doesn't mean that you're not going to suffer with, with things and doesn't mean you're not going to sin. You're not going to, you know, you know, give in from time to time, but you're right. That is a, that is a powerful, powerful scripture, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to sin and is still with me. Yeah. So who are we going to give into? You're going to give into that power. Or are you going to give into the power of the spirit of the living God who is living inside of you? So that's good. Exactly. That, that is a powerful scripture. Yep. I was reminded, I mean, I'm sitting here and I can hear Jeremy Camp's song, you know, going through my, my mind, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. And, and that's from, I think it's from, I can't remember. A song? Yeah, it's from a song, but. Okay. You usually write on those. I know. Usually, like, I'll, I'll bring something up, and you're like, oh, yeah, the Gaither vocal band sang this. Right. Well, it was Jeremy Camp. I know okay, the song, I but but he, that, the verse, and I don't want to, you know, tell you where it's not. Um, <laughs> there we go. Romans 8.11. Okay. I'm not sure what version this is, but it says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you... He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Um, and, and I just think that, you know, that, that, um, reminder, mm -hmm. the same power, the same mm -hmm. spirit mm -hmm. that swept through the tomb. And you've talked about this countless mm -hmm. times. Oh yeah. The same spirit that swept through the tomb that breathed life back into Jesus's dead body, mm -hmm. raised him from the dead. That same spirit, because of what Jesus has done when we, you know, accept Jesus as our Savior when we choose mm -hmm. to follow God, to be disciples of Jesus, when we are obedient in baptism, mm -hmm. we come up out of the water, boom, bam, we have the gift of the Holy Spirit. That right. same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. How often do I not take advantage of that? How often? How daily? I mean, if you, if they're on a you know on a on a percentage scale, you know, from one uh, percent to um, up to a hundred percent, which is the best. I mean, I mean, if I'm being honest with you today, I mean, there's probably sometimes fifty percent, right? Seventy percent sometimes, ninety percent sometimes, but most generally, it's it's backward. I mean, what if we actually what if we actually believe that ninety five percent of the time? And, um, you know, and that's the thing I think Christians need to remember that right. you have that po awesome, powerful, almighty spirit in your life. Right. And that's, that's amazing. Yeah. You taking a picture again? No. Okay. I'm, I'm I've got the sermon okay. pulled up on my phone. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, also too, um, I, I think sometimes, you know, our culture, and I mentioned this yesterday, and even Christians kind of paint this picture of Jesus Christ being a wimp. Right. Jesus is this wimpy kind of, you know, rubbing his hands together. You know, you just need to love each other, and you guys need to do this right. and, and need to do that. And That's not how I picture Jesus at all. I don't picture Jesus. I've never pictured Jesus no. like that. I picture him like, you know, I mean, I know he didn't talk like John Wayne or anything. Right. But, uh, you know, but he might have. I don't right. know. Maybe, maybe Clint Eastwood. <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Go ahead, Pharisees. Make my day. <laughs> make 
make my day. But I, uh, you know, you when I picture Jesus, <laughs> I kind of hear him saying that with him, but I, I, uh, I do picture Jesus being a, um, here, here's how I picture Jesus. Tough as nails where he needs to be tough. Exactly. And, but compassionate, mm-hmm. compassionate to the point that it's a, it's a, it's a compassionate, manly, compassionate, yeah. um, attitude. Yeah. And and I think he shows that. I mean, you, numerous times yeah. where you see him heal somebody or somebody's touched his robe or the yeah. woman caught in adultery yeah. or he look at the woman somebody. and the woman at the well. I was thinking about that last week, yeah. you know, when we were talking about um I, I think it was when we were talking about Pride Month and and you know how Jesus I was thinking about how Jesus, you know, exposed that woman mm-hmm. and her sin. He's like, you know, go get your husband right. and come back to me. And she said, well, I don't have a husband. And he yeah. just looked at her and said, you're right. You don't. You, you've had five husbands and the man that you're living with now is not your husband. Yeah. Um, way to just, just yank the cat out of the bag. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but, but I think he did that with compassion because yeah. she then turned around and she was like, you know, she realized her eyes were open. I think right. probably she was broken at that moment, kind of like David, maybe, mm-hmm. but she, her eyes were opened like, okay, this guy's different. Right. Um, and, and I think she was exposed to him being the Messiah and she ran back into town and said, come with me. You've got to see a man who told me everything Mm -hmm. that I've ever done. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, I think he was as tough as nails when he needed to be. Right. And a lot of times that was with the religious leaders. Exactly. It was with the people that needed, they, they knew better. It was with the people that knew better. Um, Mm -hmm. it was with the church, the ones who should have been, um, Mm -hmm. on top of things. But then with those who didn't know better with those who needed a little bit of guidance, mm-hmm. who needed that love and compassion. You know, he didn't tell them what, that what they were doing was okay. No, and at he all. Didn't beat around the bush. It, it didn't it's beat almost like a, a compassionate toughness. Yeah. The woman caught in adultery, go and sin no more. I mean, how, how hard is that to say, Oh yeah, you've been married. You've been with, you've been married five times. Right. Like that's, that would be hard to tell somebody, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, here you go. Boom. Right. <laughs> And so, yeah, just that compassion too. But no, definitely, I don't see Jesus as this wimpy. No, and, and I and I and I think that the cultural Jesus like that of being a wimp and being this, you know, weakly. You know, you see these, you see the paintings of Jesus, and right. you know, he's like this pale, feminine-looking guy. His complexion is nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It is not, I don't feel like it's anything like that. But anyway, I, I quoted Matt Chandler yesterday. He had a, he had yeah. a, I thought he had a fabulous quote. This has been from three or four years ago. I know he quoted this, but he was talking about Jesus and he said, I don't like the picture that has been painted in our culture today of Jesus being a sissy. Mm-hmm. He said, I hear people say he needs you or he wants to be your friend or you're breaking his heart. He says, no, actually he's going to break us if we don't change. And that is talk about another yeah. boom moment. mic drop. Yeah, that is a mic drop moment. And then I read the Revelation 19 passage following that yesterday, verses yes. 11 through 16. And I'm not going to read that all, but you know where it says, "I saw a new, you know, a new heaven opened up, and behold, a white horse." And it goes through all this. But it, um, there's a part in there where it says, "Out of his mouth go, uh, goes a sharp sword, and with it he will strike the nations." I love that part because it's showing Jesus' power here. He said, and he himself will rule with a rod of iron. And I don't care what culture, what area you live right. in. If you tell, if you told your son tonight, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to 
get you with a rod of iron, that he's going to raise his eyebrow, no doubt about that. Right. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of the Almighty God. And he who sets, and he, and he has on his robe in his thigh a name written on, I love this, the, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Right. Wow. And if you just read who Jesus Christ is, is in the Bible. And that's why yeah. I always tell people, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you need to, you need to pick up a Bible. And the first thing you need to do is you need to know who Jesus is. Yep. Um, you need to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yep. And if you don't want to read all three of them, go to John. Yep. Go exactly. to John. Read John. He, 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 he nails it. Yep. John nails it with Jesus Christ. And, um, I've meeting with a few guys. Um, a couple times a week who are really unchurched mm -hmm. and it happened by accident. And you, and you know, you know yeah. how I roll. Uh, I'm always praying to God. Hey, God, put people in my way, you know, set me in somebody's way and that I might be able to talk to you about and prepare me and prepare them to, for whatever that might be. Right. A lot of times I get people come into my way and I've told you this before where I'm just like, Oh, it's I, a burden to you. I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm not gonna see that. I'm gonna look away. I'm right. not gonna do that. But I, I, I just so happens this, it didn't happen that time, and and so it's been going on for a little bit. And um, the two gentlemen that I'm talking to, both of them said, well, you know, I've been to church a couple of times with my grandma when I was little. Right. But overall, I don't know anything about church. And I said, well, you, you really do need to get church out of your mind. Right. You can go to church, mm -hmm. and you can learn, no doubt. But I said, if you don't know anything about God or Christ, I said, I would tell you, you need to know who Jesus is mm -hmm. because the entire word of God, the entire Bible points the way to yes, Jesus right. Christ and is leading you up to that. And so, you know, you get raised. I got raised eyebrows with that and they ask hundred questions in that. And I just, just, just read the gospels. And here's how I know that people don't know the Bible. One guy said, what are the gospels? Yeah. And I was like, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Bible. Have you heard of that? And they went, oh yeah, I've actually heard of that. I didn't know that they were the gospels. And I said, I would encourage you to read those. And, um, one guy's like, well, is that, how, how, how long is that going to take me? And I'm like, well, not long, but <laughs> you just got to make the dedicated time to do it. And so, but yeah, they, um, they read it and, and it opens up a lot because yeah. then what I want them to do is, or anybody mm -hmm. is to start seeing who Jesus is. Exactly. Start asking questions about Jesus Christ. Cause when you, when you are just, you know, what happens when I die? Why did God do this? Why would a God allow nine yeah. eleven? Why would God allow this to happen? Why would God? Why? 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 Instead of that, then you get questions like, "Well, when Jesus did this, what? When he said this, what did this mean?" And that's mm -hmm. now you start pointing people down another direction. Who right. is Jesus Christ? And you know you got to fall in love with him. So yeah. if Jesus is this weak, wimpy, you know, pale, frail guy. It's hard to point people to Jesus Christ in that in that right. way. But if you point Jesus that he's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and that he's a strong man, mm -hmm. yeah, it's easy to point people down down that road. But Exactly. I thought that was pretty good though. It is very good. And I think that, you know, I was just sitting here listening to you talk about I think that I have a theory on why our culture has created Jesus to look like that, to seem like that. And it's because they want to justify their actions you know that's a good that's they, a good point the, the culture is looking well but jesus talked about love yeah he talked about love but he also talked about right you know you, you've mentioned the the verse from matthew 7 you know that the highway to hell is broad it's mm -hmm. wide but the gateway to heaven is narrow and only a few are going to find it there is going to be a day of judgment mm -hmm. um and so you can't just look at one verse no and say well that's who jesus is no, because 
you know, that's like taking one moment of your life, maybe one sin in your life and saying, well, that's who Craig is. Right. Look at that. Look at that guy. You know, look what right. he did. That's exactly who he is. Right. Um, and so I think our culture has sissified Jesus mm-hmm. and made him into this pansy. Right. Because that way they can justify, well, God That's wants, good. God wants me to be happy. Jesus wants me to be happy. Exactly. You know, God is love. It's an alternative. It's an alternative God in Jesus. Right. It's, it's alternative. It's not, it's kind of like, have you ever seen the movie Back to the Future 2? When, I've um, seen all the Back okay, to the Future. Okay. Well, you know what I'm talking about. When yeah. they, when, uh, they get into Doc Brown's laboratory and he tries to explain, here's what, 1985 is, but it has veered off and we're in an right. alternate 1985 right. because something changed. That's the way I see it. I see God's word as the real thing. Jesus Christ is the real thing, but the world and the culture has veered off and we are, they're trying right. to do an alternate Jesus Christ and they're painting a picture of God, which they're, they're quoting some of the Bible. Right. And they're not quoting all the Bible. So it's not the real thing. So it's like, even if you use the Bible as a defense, it's an alternative God. It is a false God. You've got to take the entire Bible. Right. You've got to take the entire word of God. You've got to take the entire picture of who Jesus Christ is. Yeah. And um, if you don't, guess what? You just created your own God and now you're God. Exactly. And I agree with that. I think, I think it was a good, that was a good analogy. Yeah. And I, I think that I love Back to the Future. Too. Right. Um, you know, I talked about that a couple weeks ago. A lot of ago. cussing in that movie that I didn't remember. You know what? I, I've watched some movies with my with Christian, and it's like, oh, I don't. It was Back to the Future was one of them. It's like I don't remember that. You like know? there was a lot. Like in the first like five minutes, I was like, uh-huh. there must be a hundred cuss words, right? In this thing. Exactly. Anyway, um, anyways, moving on. Um, but you know, I I don't even know where I was going now. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, must not have been that important. Well, you said something about Back to the Future, and yeah, I yeah. Well, anyway, I don't know. I got you. I got. I got you off on cussing. You got me <laughs> off on cussing, and yeah. But you know, it, it, you know, we're, we were talking about you know the the alternate mm-hmm. alternate Jesus Christ or the alternative alternate Word of God, and um, the it's so funny to me that even Christians, I mean, even like born again. Followers of Jesus Christ right. go to church every week. You hear them say some of the craziest mm-hmm. things that you've ever heard in right. all of your life. And, um, I mean, I'm not going to repeat some here because if somebody's listening, they'll be like, Oh, you just singled me out. Well, that was me. Yeah. But, um, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> but I mean, even just in the last couple of weeks, yeah. I've, I've been told things and I'm like, I've just kind of looked. I'm like, I don't believe that is ex- anyway. Of what God's word is, and saying. that's what happens when you take what the world is trying to tell you versus what right. God's word, and you try to you try to mix them. Right. Um, I'm not saying you do. I, well, I don't. You're right. I mean, I sometimes might, but when you're listening to what the culture is saying, mm-hmm. and then you're also trying to stand firm on God's word, mm-hmm. but you're kind of you know juggling those two right. things. That's why you have to to lean firmly on God's word. That's that's the foundation. That's mm-hmm. exactly where your um, where your truth is coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what I was going to say a little bit ago. Talking about you were talking about the um, coming around full circle here, talking about taking one verse of scripture mm-hmm. out of context. And, and in my um, sermon there a couple weeks ago, stop it. I talked about how that that has been very just heavy on my heart because I see it in in social media right. where Christians. 
will take a verse of scripture or Christians are posting and I won't, I won't I've called out enough people I won't call out any more names of these high profile ministers anymore but they're they're taking these these little clips of a sermon um and they're they're throwing I've I've heard on Caleb like Caleb they'll do like 60 seconds of hope or whatever and they'll throw these and like there's a one out there right now that's like I don't even know what he's talking about like mm-hmm. I don't know what the entirety of his message was mm-hmm. but that clip that they pulled made no sense in those right. 60 seconds and I hope it gave somebody hope because <laughs> it just confused me um oh, but you know we gosh. we we have to be careful about what we're posting, about what we're sharing, about mm-hmm. what we're saying. Mm-hmm. And even when someone maybe asks us a question, we have to be careful about saying, oh, well, it says in God's word, mm-hmm. bang. Right. Um, you know, and because if you take one verse without looking at the entirety of the passage right. or the, the chapter um, and, and what's going on there, then you run the risk of taking a scripture out of context and just muddying the water even more. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, that is a, um, that's a huge, that's been going on for quite a while though. Mm-hmm. But I, I think since social media has, uh, over the last, I, I'm going to say a good 10 years, that's been going on where people yeah. take things out of context. And, um, I, I did start noticing that along quite a while back. It's, it's worse than it's ever it been. It is worse. And that's that my, my, um, urge. Um, to you say purge or urge, urge. Okay, I'm urging Christ followers: be careful what you're posting, right? Be careful what you're sharing, right? Um, just because you like the person, you follow the person, doesn't mean that what they're saying is 100 percent accurate biblically, right? And um, you know, I think we do have a responsibility. You know, even if they said it and we share that, that's still on us because mm-hmm. we're putting it out there to those who are following us. Exactly, and so it's you know a slippery slope there. Brokenness, man. It's it's a um, it's a place that I think that all of us have been. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad place to be in when we need to be broken. Um, I think it's a place that God can really speak to us and get us back to where we need to be with Him. And so I I think about that, and um, I've been broken numerous times mm-hmm. in my life, numerous times, yeah. and um, it is. Can I tell you, it's the best of times and it's the worst of times right it is the best because you you know why it's going on you you feel the spirit and the power of almighty god in your life and in your soul yeah but it what you're going through is some of the most uh, physically draining and can be relationally to other people kids or spouse or whatever can be draining and so yeah. but god is with you man through yeah. that and you you when you read david and mm-hmm. you see what david is writing right. you know you know god has been with david during that year you can tell yep. it exactly you can tell but David is still just pouring out his heart. So. For sure. Yeah, and I think that just um, it points to your two reasons not to forget your sin. Mm-hmm. Number one was you couldn't testify about the goodness of God mm-hmm. if you forget your sin. Number two, you wouldn't be able or you wouldn't be warned not to repeat them. Exactly. You, know, you talked about the, you know, what if you, you didn't remember that fire was hot? <laughs> right. Um, I had one of those moments yesterday. I went to mow my yard and, and you know, that my muffler had been giving me problems. And so every now and then I just like to make sure that it's still on. Well, I forgot before I started mowing, uh, before I pulled the mower out of the garage to check it and make sure everything was still secure. And so literally it had been running for 20 seconds (laughs) 
And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just reach around and just check. Did you burn your fingertips? Oh, man. <laughs> They're good today. Like, luckily it wasn't super hot, but it was hot enough to, you know, yeah. turn them white. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's hot. So will you ever do that again? Probably. Oh, okay. I was like, lesson learned, but maybe not. Come on. I'm a, I'm a man. We, we do stupid things all the time. Um, but no, I think that, you know, that was a, a great analogy. We do remember those things. Right. It's like, oh, I won't, I won't do that again. Right. Yeah. That was, that was not smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that the same is true with our sin. Right. It's like, I don't want to feel like that again. Right. I don't um, want to have that guilt again. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have that conversation with my wife again. I don't want to mm-hmm. whatever. And, and so it is good. You know, you talked about, and I thought it was very important because you talked about how God forgets our sins. Right. When we pray to God and we say, God, you know, and, and we are, we're truly broken and we are truly repentant. Mm-hmm. So God, I messed up. I sinned. Right. Please forgive me of my sin. The Bible mm-hmm says that he casts our sins as far as the east is from the west. Yep. He removes them. Right. God forgets them. Thank God. Thank God. But I think there's a, a reason that we don't. Right. Um, because if we forgot our sins, what's to say we wouldn't just go down that road again right. and right. again and right. again and again. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, that's, that's the thing. And, um, I know God, God uses that all for his glory. That's why it's so, we have to be so intentional about, right. you know, allowing the spirit to work in us and allowing God to, to take us to a place that, that we've never been. Right. And being intentional with that is my submission to, to God, my heavenly father. Right. And, uh, sometimes it's hard mm-hmm. uh, because when you fully submit to God, you know what you're doing, you are pretty much opening up your arms in your heart and you're trusting God that he has got you and he knows what's best for you right now in your life. And, right. Um, and that kind of brings us in. I know we're getting, uh, we're getting, cl- um, getting close to our time, but that brings us into next week. We're going to talk about forgiveness right. and I can't wait for that because we all love forgiveness and we all love to be forgiven. So David was asking for God to forgive him, to cleanse us and all that. But what about when it comes time for you to forgive somebody else? That is right. Tough. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that next week. But. Exactly. I got, um, let everybody know that we have the, uh, James series coming up in July and August. Yep. Refueling your faith. Refueling your faith. That should be really good. I love James and, uh, we've talked about that. We've hit that the last couple of weeks yep. and in here. And then, uh, we're going to go to the fairground on September the 5th. That will be fun. It's going to be good. Can't wait for that. And then I know I texted you this last week and, um, I've been already been working on some things, um, for the fall and September, October, November, uh, we're going to have a sermon series called where the rubber meets the road. And I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm going to tell you why, because we are going to really kind of get into some of the nitty gritty things of, you know, where God wants to take us. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to talk about, you know, just our trust and our faith in God. We're going to talk about, hey, does God still do miracles? Does God literally still do miracles right. today? Um, we're going to talk about um, hope in, in a hopeless generation and in right. a hopeless culture. How do we actually walk in hope? And how do we actually um, walk in hope when you have anxieties and fears and, uh, and, and things like that? We're going to talk about um, what Satan is, how Satan actually turns and twists Christians to do something that they shouldn't do. And so uh, there's all kinds of things we're going to talk about and, you know, what we can do. And, you know, it's pretty much just 
meeting the rubber on the road and yeah. following yep. God and where he wants us to go. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be so, good. And then you know what after that follows? Christmas. There you go. Wow. Walking in a winter wonderland. I wonder if anybody listened to that last week. I, I didn't. Know. Actually, that's not true. You pulled it up and we watched the video again. We did. It's a good video. It is a good video. It's a very good video. So what about you? You excited about anything coming up or? Yeah, we're, uh, we're going to get away here in a little over a week. Um, I've got a busy month and a half here coming up where I'm officiating a couple weddings. You are the wedding, the wedding man. You know what? I, I enjoyed it more. I, I don't mind doing weddings. I know I kind of like uh, weddings. Um, I enjoyed it more when I was like the wedding singer, you know, me and Adam Sandler. Um, I, I, I've sang in so many weddings. <laughs> done special music and stuff and done, you know, the, the pre-service music. And now I'm, you know, officiating weddings. I, there was less stress when you were just doing the music, <laughs> but, um, so we've got a couple weddings coming up, but we're going in, our family's going into Virginia, um, here in a couple weeks and we're going to spend some time with my family there. That'd be spend fun. a few days at, at mom and dad's house and the kids will get to swim in the pool and all that stuff. And that'd then we're going to go up camping with them for three or four days. And that'll be fun. So I'm going to be all camped out by the time that's done. I don't know how that's possible. I love right? camping. It's good. I love it. Get to do some fishing with dad on the lake. And now are you going to be camping or are you going to be g- g- glamping? Uh, well, we're going to take a page out of your book. We'll be glamping. Yeah. Mom and dad have a nice camper. TV. No, no TV. Really? We're not taking that page out of your book. See, we're See, I have a flat screen on the wall in my camper. Well, where we're at too, we're um their camper came with a TV, but I think they took it out. Really? Yeah. Um I tell you what, there's man, no cell phone reception where it's we're raining twenty four seven there. You're thankful for that television with the grandkids and the uh, beauty and the beast or whatever they're gonna watch. Right. So. Well and the truth is it always rains when you go camping. It, it seems does like. always. You're right. Um, that's the way it was with us. But no, we're looking forward to that. It's going to be good. That'll be fun. So, yep. How we, far? How, how far is the campground from here? Like six hours? Yeah. You coming down? I might. You come down and see us. I'll bring my camper. Bring your camper down. Your kids That'd will be, be like, I'm going to watch TV in his camper. Can you imagine <laughs> your gas bill just getting in for your truck, <laughs> oh, taking your camper from here to Western with Virginia? Gas at three fifteen a gallon, right? Which I heard by. Literally July fourth, they're yeah. talking four fifty. That's crazy. At least four fifty by the fourth of July. That's another almost dollar what thirty cents yeah. that is going to happen. And um, I mean, just your car. I mean, it gets good gas mileage. It gets I mean, good gas mileage, but still, it's not cheap. I mean, I, Anita's van. We filled it up yesterday in um, at Sawmill Road yep. outside of Columbus, and um, she was down on empty. But usually when she's down on empty, we're talking $34, probably yeah. max to yeah. fill that thing. No, I'm with $59, you. almost $59 to fill that thing up. I'm dreading because my truck's on most empty. It's going to cost me 90 bucks to fill that thing up. Yeah. I, production, you know, on everything, you know, I looked into mowers and all that stuff. Production Good call on the really, pipeline being shut down. But anyway, let's right? not go down that exactly. road. We're almost done. Um, production's, <laughs> you know, just jacked up everywhere. But I do have one order of Flintstones car. I'm hoping it gets here soon because <laughs> it's going to save just... us. It's going to save us on some <laughs> yeah. gas money for sure. Yeah. Christian, you got to walk faster. <laughs> Christian, <laughs> put your feet down. <laughs> I actually had to special order it because my whole family, our legs are so short. We had to get a low rider. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> it's got hydraulics in it, but oh, it's pedal powered. Oh, so uh, we're going to, uh, um, so we'll be, we, um, this will be released next week on Monday again, right? Um, 
Grounded next week. We'll probably go ahead and release it Sunday evening. Sunday night. Okay. So gotcha. everybody, a Father's Day special, Grounded, um, because we're going to be heading out Monday morning, midday, to uh, to go spend some time with my family. So you and I, I think, are going to get in here. We're going to spend time together on Father's Day. How about that? Here's what I think we should do. What? I ought to break out this Blackstone and cook us a couple steaks and bring it in and we'll eat some steaks while we're podcasting. While we're talking and chewing on no, that. Yeah. You guys can listen to us chew steak on hey, everybody the uh, everybody. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> And then the week of, uh, 4th of July, uh, we will not be, uh, be recording on the 5th, but we'll be recording on that it's, Tuesday, it's the 6th, because yeah. I'm going to be coming back home on the 5th. Yep. So, uh, we'll record on the 6th. And you're going and camping too? I'm not. No. We're no. going to go down to 10. Tennessee during oh, uh, Tennessee, yeah, like the first through the fifth, and cool. um, go down and enjoy some uh, time down in the mountains. Yeah, that's right. You've got some friends that have a cabin. Yeah, they got a they got a, like a small like uh, it's like a cabin type trailer type thing. Okay, and, uh, it's really nice cool. and um, it's enjoyable. And anytime I can get to the mountains or get up mm-hmm. to the Cades Cove or you know, yeah, yeah, that's why I'm looking forward to going into to Virginia, going into the mountains. Yeah, it's always fun. Tucked away there. But your dad and mom, even though how far are they driving? Because they got a truck too. Yeah, that to to the campsite. Mm-hmm. It's about an hour. It's it's a lot of back roads. Um, so they're so going to the feel, feel it too. The lake is literally 10 minutes from my parents' house, Okay, 12 minutes, something like that. So like dad can pull his boat up and be in the lake in no time. But the, there are two different counties that the lake is, is on. Right. There's Allegheny County that my parents live in, and there's Bath County that's on the other side. And there are two different campsites. There's campsites in Allegheny County and campsites in Bath County. And the campsites in Allegheny County are a little bit more primitive. They're, okay. they're more camping campsites. Gotcha, gotcha. The glamping campsites with the, the electric hookup and the that's water. Me. That's, that's, that's on the other side. Me. And so, but it's, it's a nice drive around. Um, you get to see a lot of wildlife. They were camping. Mom and dad were camping two weekends ago. And the first night they were there, I think mom texted me. And she was, and they were on the Allegheny County side. Right. She's like, well, that got interesting. Just had a bear 20 feet from us. Oh my. They had a bear come into the campsite awesome. there and black bear and just wasn't a huge one or anything, but that's cool. Said it created some excitement for, a oh, bit. for sure. Yeah. That's good times right there. It is good times. So yeah, it's, it's about an hour drive for us. Yeah. That'd be good. So I'm just glad we made it through the podcast today. Okay. Because I realized this morning, like I've already drank more coffee today. I think that I had in the last two days. So Saturday I woke up and Christian and I went fishing. So I didn't make any coffee at the campsite or anything. We just, I, I had a thermos that I had filled up on, um, Thursday night. So this was Saturday morning. It was still a little warm. So I poured me like a cup and just chugged it real quick. Ice coffee. It was, it was ice. actually warm. It wasn't hot, but it wasn't cold. And I chugged it. You know, just had to get that jolt of caffeine in me. Um, and then yesterday I had a cup during second service. Actually, I had like two sips during second service and set it back down and then heated it back up after second service. And then um, I was going to make a pot at home, and I didn't. Christian had a birthday party to go to, so we took him there. I went home and, and mowed the yard, and then we did some other errands, and ate din- we didn't eat dinner until after 8.30. And it was like, oh, I only had one cup of coffee today. Wow, that's something for and you. And I didn't yell at anybody. Like, I didn't yell at my family. <laughs> at least that you know of. I I may have completely oh, blacked you out. You might have blacked out. Yeah. Brandon was blacked out from 3 o'clock yesterday <laughs> afternoon till this morning. <laughs> Brandon doesn't remember mowing his yard, but... Um, so, yeah. 
I got my Black Rifle coffee in me today, so that's good. Good for you. And you brought me the Tim Hortons, you know. Can't get much better than that. Tim Bits, the blueberry. So now you got your caffeine and you're in your sugar high fix. That's, that's right. Gonna be I'm good. Precious for you and everybody around you. And everybody, and I've still got like quite a bit of coffee in my thermos good to be you. able to drink. So I did get a, a big, I've got a lot of Black Rifle coffee at home now. Cause remember last oh, week yeah. I got right. only ordered some yeah, right. because I was low and I wasn't going to make it. Well, I ordered some on Monday and it wasn't still going to get here in time. And we ended up going, I can't remember. It must have been Wednesday over to, to Cabela's and Cabela's sells Black Rifle coffee too. Okay. So I grabbed a bag there, which I needed to be because I ran out that morning. Right. So I grabbed a bag there and then I'd ordered the extra bag. On top of the two bags, so Saturday all three bags showed up. So I've got four bags of of Black Rifle at home. Oh, so. good for you! I've got a, a variety. I've got Gunship. I ordered the Calf, and then I've got um, uh, I can't remember the. It's for the first responders. It's one of the first mm. responders. I like uh, I like the Beyond Black. Yeah, I do like that one. It hits me right where I need it. It's almost like it's got uh, espresso in it. Yeah, you drink that. With creamer, right? Yeah. So it is Tiny no long. So it's no longer beyond black. It's beyond black with cream. Cream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's shaking his head at mm. me. <laughs> See, I do. I, I'll admit, I do not like the dark roasts. I know you don't. I like medium roast. I like light roasts. Like usually, fixed the usually gunship. men like really dark, like cowboy coffee. You know, mm-hmm. have the grain in there, and usually, um, young men. Like weaker coffee. Yeah, so you drink the Beyond Black with cream, so therefore, what are you? <laughs> I'm somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. Because <laughs> yeah. I drink my coffee straight black. I just don't like – I don't like it bitter. I think when you no, get I don't super like bitter strong, coffee either. No, you get like super it. strong coffee a lot, it's got that See, I don't think taste. it's bitter. I don't think that coffee is okay. bitter. I just think it's a little – it's got some kick to it. Yes. I do not like bitter coffee. Bitter coffee to me is um, your – I our unfavorite place of coffee is um, Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I think they have the most bitter coffee on the face of the planet. And McDonald's. Now, see, I don't mind McDonald's. Oh. I don't mind McDonald's. I've, I've had not some a good fan. coffee there. But see, you don't like um, – you don't like dark. I don't like dark. So, you know, when you uh, – once you, you know, get over, you know, a certain point in manhood and everything <laughs> – I don't know that just I'll be looking there. at me like I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm only five five and that's because I've drank coffee since I've been five years old. Right. So I don't know that I'll get there. Right. I just may say when I first started drinking, I drank like it was like a half a cup of coffee and then like a quarter cup of sugar and a quarter cup of milk. Oh my goodness. My great uncle Hirsch made it for me when I was like five. Crazy. Got me started. So coffee, I, I do, yeah. Now now we've talked so much about coffee, I might need to get some coffee. Yeah. Hey, I've got some in my thermos. I know, but there's some Beyond Black right on the other side of the wall. There you go. You right. enjoy that. I know, right? <laughs> I did have one. I had one of the Beyond Blacks that Randy brought. So Good for you. I just figured I'd sacrifice and let you have more of them. You know what? Thank you, Jesus. Prayer answer. Right? And Randy. <laughs> and Randy. Jesus and Randy. So Well, have a good week. Hey, you too. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. It's going to be good. going to be busy. Yeah, but it is. We... And, um, get through it. hope you all listening to today have a, have a good week ahead of you. And thank you guys for listening. And, um, um, promise you we are going to get to some of the uh, questions that some of yep. you have given to us. And if you want to continue to send us questions, if you think of something, um, something that maybe is on your mind or a topic, um, just send that to Richwood Church of Church Christ. Of Christ. 
at gmail.com. Correct. And um, we will definitely get that in there. And promise you, we'll probably within this next couple of weeks, we'll yeah. we'll take one of them out and start talking. And yeah, and we've got a, happens, we've so. got a few, probably about four or five good questions already. So hey, did you notice the other day? And I think it was last Sunday. You were making an announcement. You looked down at me. And you didn't remember last Sunday. Yeah. What was that? It was graduation. I was like, we're going to. And I said it. And you were like, honor. I'm like, yeah, honor. I can't, it wasn't honor, but. Yeah, it was something recognize. Recognize. You were like, recognize. I'm like, yes, thank you. That was crazy because I was like, I'm not, he's losing his mind too. Awesome. (laughs) I am definitely losing my mind. I can promise you that. Oh. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks again for listening to Grounded and we hope that you do have a great week. Don't forget. Next Sunday, this coming Sunday, is Father's Day. So don't wait until the last day to go get your father something, um, but let him know how much you love him. Wait till the day after. Wait till the day after (laughs) when it's on sale. (laughs) Hey, have a great week, and we will catch you next week. See you guys.